0: this is the tana talks podcast where we break all of the social media rules and we just keep it real no filters no photoshop just real people having real talks i'm your host montana duran what's up guys welcome back to the tana talks podcast I am your host, Montana Duran, and I just want to say welcome into another week of the Tana Talks podcast. And I'm just really, really, really grateful for every one of you that are continuing to listen and support this podcast. It doesn't go unnoticed, and I'm so beyond grateful. Like, you have no idea. It really brings me so much joy to be able to do this. Like, it's been something I've dreamed of for a while. And so to have people like know your dream and support it, it's very inspiring and I think about each and every one of you and I pray before every podcast to deliver some sort of word of encouragement and for people to, you know, experience something from the podcast that they need to hear because I'm a big advocate that all of our stories are interconnected and intertwined and that we're all connected and that something that I've been through in my story might be able to affect someone else's life just like your story might be able to affect my life. and. You know, I really do think that our stories are our superpower, and I am just so grateful. And I, 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 love learning from you guys and being here and having this community like really turn into not just a podcast but a community of people. And it really means a lot to me. And I'm getting my feels about it. But thank you, guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I want to do something that I haven't done in a while, but like I said, I think our stories are so interconnected and especially in this quarantine situation, I've been really doing a lot of inner reflection and and I've done a lot of thinking about the podcast and my vision for it and where I want to see it go. And I always want to come back to the fact that I want this to be a safe space where I can tell my story. People can come on and tell their stories. I can vent about my day. I can have people vent about their lives and their days. And it can just be a safe space where there's so much filtering and so much... Photoshop and so much just curated content that I just want this to be a safe place for people to come and tell their story and have a voice and I have learned so much from the guests that I've had on and I hope that you guys have learned from them and I want to continue to make this this place where we can all tell our stories and encourage one another and so I'm very again thankful for you guys and I just want to constantly revisit like this is about celebrating other people, what they've been through, what they've learned, and us all gaining knowledge from one another, because there's power in numbers, and there's power in unity, and being united, and telling, and lifting each other up, there's so much power in that, and so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, I've been doing a lot of self-reflection in these quarantine times, and um, I've had a lot of feelings, and um sometimes I think I grew up in a church culture and where there's a lot of prayer there's fasting there's talking to God there's so much and it's almost like if you have a feeling or if you feel any type of way there's kind of this stigma on well it's something you're doing like you need to pray more you need to like take a fast like you need to read your bible like it's there's something wrong with you and I got into psychology because I didn't, honestly, I didn't know, I just wanted to help people, but I didn't know all that entailed psychology, and I learned so much from suppressing your feelings for so long, really hurts you in the long run, and I get the heart behind people saying, like, just grow closer to God, and read your Bible, and do all that, like, I get the heart behind that, and I love it so much, but sometimes, you just need to have your feelings, and feel them, because honestly, okay, let's just, let's be practical, I have feelings, and I have um, feelings in my hand. My hand touches a hot stove. She's going to move her hand off of there, okay? So that feeling of feeling a hot sensation at the first really saved my life. Because if I didn't have feelings, then I would just stand there with my hand on the stove... For forever until my hand burnt off. And then I said, Oh my gosh, where's my hand? So really feelings are very important and can honestly save your life in some aspects. And so I think with this quarantine going into, I don't know, week 47,000, and I don't, I've lost track of the weeks. Um, it's really important to feel your feelings and feel them. (laughs) I know that sounds silly, but it's really important to acknowledge what you're feeling and feel that, and then move on, and for me, I have been in the stage where I don't even know how I feel. I, like I said, I've been doing a lot of self-reflection. It's not that I necessarily feel anxious, or I feel depressed, or I feel super happy, or, or glad, or anything. I just feel weird. And I can't be alone because I've talked to a lot of people and they feel the same way. So I think that it's, it's okay to have feelings. And honestly, there's so much power in knowing how you feel and having feelings and expressing them. And even though I don't know how I'm feeling right now, I know that it's okay to reach out to people and it's okay to ask for help because I've had to do that I I've had to and I'm not gonna lie to y'all in this quarantine I've been in a dark place a few times and I've had to acknowledge that I was and work backwards to get out of it I've had to go for a walk call a friend do all the things so if I if I didn't realize that I was in those dark places at times I would just stay in those dark places but it's realizing what you're feeling and being self-aware enough to know, okay, this is how I feel. I don't want to continue to feel this way, so I'm going to like do some practical things to not feel this way anymore. And I hope that makes sense. I just don't want – I've spent so long and so many of my years literally learning in school about changing the way I thought about my feelings and about things because I was so – my spent my whole life – Thinking that feelings were bad and that I was stupid for having them. And I shouldn't feel this way. When no, I'm a human being with a lot of emotions and feelings. And I'm allowed to have those and process them. But my feelings don't control me. I can control my feelings. And there's power in that. And it takes practice. And it's a muscle that needs to be worked daily. Because I don't know about y'all. But especially in these quarantine times, I can wake up feeling good. Then I go, it's like a roller coaster sometimes during these quarantines. And guess what? That's okay. So on a lighter note, me and my friend, you guys, well, let me just backtrack. You guys on this podcast know I love an internet friend. So today we have another interview with an internet friend. And Tiffany and I have literally never met. She lives in Miami and I live in um, the Atlanta area, not Atlanta, but like the area, you know. And we work down there, um, and we're f- like there all the time. But you know, right now I'm not because I'm at home. But anyway, anywho, in the Atlanta area, and she's in the Miami area, and we met through a mutual friend, Vince. Shout out to Vincent, and we really just clicked. She has helped me a lot, um, with the social media aspect. Um, I was really trying to. I've been really trying to learn um, stuff, I am kind of trash at it, she's actually really good at it, she's helped me a lot, so it's been really nice to meet someone and just genuinely connect via the interwebs, and we got to have a FaceTime, and then we recorded this, and it was really incredible, she got to talk about her story, and it's was really inspiring. and I was sitting there taking notes and all that and learned a lot from her. and I'm a big fan, and I know we'll have her on again because she was really just spitting fire. I honestly just she could have taken over the whole show. She is amazing, and I hope you guys love her as much as I do. I will say in these times of quarantine, I think it is pertinent to have a FaceTime date with friends you might have not talked to in a long time. With your family. Your anybody. Honestly, just, <laughs> just FaceTime with people. Have some time. Spend some time. You know, um get to know someone better that you have in your life but you might not know very well. Check in on people. Like I think that we're all disconnected but we have so much. Oh my gosh, I was listening to a podcast and it really put things in perspective and it was the Skinny Confidential and her husband and they were talking about how, you know, Anne Frank was in a 700 foot attic for, I I don't know the time, it was a very long time and with her family and they were in an attic and they had to be quiet We are all quarantined in our house with all of our devices and with, you know, we have, we have to put our things into perspective. And it it made more sense. I'm butchering it. I'll find the quote and I'll post it. But I just want you to like, let's put things in perspective. Let's, yes, there's so much hardships going on and, and I pray for all the people that are being affected by it. And I pray for all those that are on the front lines working, like you are the real superheroes. But for those of us that are quarantined working from home, we have our devices, we have our TVs, we have our phones, we have our laptops. You know, we have so much and we have so much to be grateful for and to put things in perspective. So that's what I'm challenging you guys. Have a FaceTime, have a call, have a text, check in on someone, have a Zoom call. Um, they're trying to do these Zoom parties. I don't know if they work, but it, it is fun to Zoom and FaceTime with a bunch of people. It, it's fun. I've made a lot of stranger friends. I love it. You know, I've heard I got an ad about dating apps doing Zoom calls. Uh, or not Zoom calls, but like internet dates On the, for all you singles. You know, get on a dating website. They're trying to push that. You never know. You could meet your soulmate in quarantine. Who knows? With that being said... <laughs> Here is an interview with me and my internet friend. I hope you guys love her as much as I do. And I can't wait for the day where I go visit her in Miami. That's what's getting me through this quarantine is a trip to Miami. So here we go. I hope you guys love her as much as I do. Also, some housekeeping before we jump in there. I did make an Instagram for the page, or for the podcast. It's at Podcast. Uh, as always, you can send in your content ideas to anchor.fm slash duran as well as if you're enjoying the content, leave a review, rate it, subscribe, send it to your friends. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, content ideas, always feel free to slide in the DMs. Okay, here's Tiffany. Love her. Follow her. Bye. Oh, yes. So we did it over the phone again, and so there are a few spots where it gets spotty but honestly I think this one was better than the other one so I'm learning how to use the phone a little better so we're out here podcasting and quarantining you know the best of both worlds okay here we go hello hey hi how are you
1: I'm great how are you
0: I'm good. Can you introduce yourself? We're recording.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tiffany. Um my last name is Patino. as of about 3 months ago. I'm recently married. Um and yeah, I'm from Tennessee originally, but I live in Miami, Florida with my husband and I'm a writer. I'm very passionate. And I'm very happy to be here with you, Montana. (laughs) I am glad you're here.
0: And fun fact, we've never actually met in person, which makes it even more special, an internet friend.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: I know, but I feel like I do know you because we have been like in contact, like texting and social media and things like that. And you're very sweet. And so I'm glad you could be on here. You've been um, an encouragement in this time of like starting social media and stuff because you're so good and we'll get into that but you said a Mm -hmm. mouthful you're from (laughs) Tennessee and now you're in Mm -hmm. Miami so how did you get to Miami
1: oh girl that is a long (laughs) story but I'll try to keep it really short um basically um I came down to Miami for a, um, a job here um I came to teach and I taught for two years at a local Christian school But um, yeah, I met the administrator of my school at college. Um, I went to a small Christian college in California, and that's kind of what brought me here. But um, yeah, that's pretty much why I'm here. Um, My story starts uh, way further out than even that, um, because I'm definitely a believer in like the spirit moving you as you um try to figure out where you want to go and what you want to even do with your life. There's a lot of pressure, of course, in high school to feel like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was um, when I got to college. I knew I liked writing and I can talk about that another time. But um, the only availability for um, like as far as degrees go um, was basically being an English teacher at the college I had chosen. So mm-hmm. I was like, OK, well, I guess I'm going to sign up to teach. <laughs> So I got my English degree, but um, in 2015, I kind of had this um, come to Jesus meeting with the Lord, and I was like, okay, God, um, I've been doing this Christian thing my entire life from, like, before I was even born, and um, I just, I really want this to be real, but I need you to to prove yourself to me. Like, yeah. um, Christianity is tough, man, and, and yeah. I know, like, I had grown up with a lot of rules, And um, like, I have a great family. Mm -hmm. And I'm really grateful for what they've taught me. But um, I just really needed a solid relationship. Because basically, my relationship with God at that point, um, I was 20. And it would be Hey, God, it's me. I know you're upset at me, but I'm here. And I really need to talk to you. And that was kind of it. So I was like, Okay, I can't do this anymore. Like you either prove yourself to me, or I'm done with this, you know, So um, he did. He totally did. Um, That was just a spiritual awakening year for me. Um, There's an amazing book called Beautiful Outlaw by John Eldridge. And that book absolutely um, radically changed my life. I was four chapters into it at a Starbucks with like headphones in (laughs) and like chilling with my coffee and just started bawling my eyes out. And so I like, of course, ran out of Starbucks (laughs) to my car and I was like, Jesus, I was like, I know you like I you're my friend and like I get you and like what you've been through. I totally have been through and like, we just became friends that day, like literally for (sighs) the first time he had already been my savior he had already been my god but now he was my friend and that just was so overwhelming it brought tears to my eyes you know yeah. and um that was where my journey really started interestingly enough right after that um a few weeks later i got a call from my dad and i was in the middle of something so i had to call him back and we were having this conversation that was kind of like a deep conversation that probably yeah. needed to be had at a different time um, but basically, he like had some concerns that he was bringing up. And I went to respond to him and the phone went dead. So I actually thought he hung up on me like he was mad at me. And I, I was mad then I'm like, I can't believe he hung up on me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, three hours later, I got a phone call from my mom and she was like, hey, what are you up to? And I was like, I mean, I'm just chilling. What's what's going on? And she said, well, I have some bad news. Your dad's been in a car accident and he's been lifelighted um, to the hospital in Chattanooga. I was in Tennessee at the time in Knoxville. And yeah. I was like, what? What happened? She's like, we don't know. Can you meet me at the hospital? So I drove over um, to Chattanooga. And long story short, again, um, we found out that my dad had blacked out at the wheel because he had um, a tumor in his brain that had caused him to kind of pass out while driving. And yeah, it it was crazy. So of course, um, they did surgery and they were trying to figure out like, is it just like a spot? But of course, it was a tumor and um, that tumor was cancerous. And so he had brain cancer um we oh obviously god. didn't know until that had happened but that was march 31st 2015 and um the the cancer progressed really fast and he passed away in june so we oh lost god. him 70 days later so you can imagine like it's at the beginning of 2015 i was like okay god you you show me who you are like i don't know about yeah. the whole christianity thing and at the same time, I kind of like had this puffed up attitude, like it's gonna be my year. Um, 2015 is like the year of Tiffany. Like I'm, gonna, I'm gonna figure wow. this out and do my own thing. And God completely broke it down, of course, me not knowing at all. And um, I lost my dad that year. But honestly, like before that was when my real relationship with Jesus had started. And that's what literally carried me through that time. And I still remember, like, my brother was a junior in high school, so he was at home with my mom a lot. I was in Knoxville. I was a nanny at the time, um, living with a family and working with them. And it was awesome. But it was just me and them. And then my sister was dating. So, like, I didn't have a boyfriend. I didn't have like anybody to really lean on. I mean, there wasn't yeah. the family I nannied for, but it just wasn't the same. So, like Jesus became that rock for me, and He literally held my hand the entire way through. So, yeah, off of oh, that, gosh. off of that, I went to California um, to finish up college in uh, two thousand sixteen. Finished in two thousand seventeen, and that's when I moved to Miami. So, oh my gosh! Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. I had no idea. I don't even know what to say. I'm, that's crazy. I'm so sorry. No, I um, appreciate
1: that. Honestly, like, um, and that's the hard, the hard part I think for people because yeah. when um, you mentioned like they ask, what what do your parents do? And you start with like the parent that's still here. And then it's kind of awkward because yeah. you have to make that transition. But no, um, I definitely tell people God had a plan with all of it. And there's so much more to the story that, you know, um, God knows and he's involved in but it was um, quite a shock for my family but it definitely united us in ways that it hadn't before Um it broke some chains um, that had been in our family for a few generations and things like that and um, I, I've always come um, from the belief since then that God never takes something away without replacing it with something better mm-hmm. And honestly, that sounds really harsh because it's like, okay, Tiff, but like, he took your dad and you're telling me that there's something better than your dad. Like, that's not like, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's not so much about the person. It's about what has come out of that brokenness, that hurt, that sadness that was caused in my family. And um, it's where Isaiah talks about beauty from ashes. Like our family yeah. has been thriving since then. And um I, I'm just so blessed and grateful for um, the legacy that my dad left that we could continue on and, you know, flourish in Christ because he was definitely the head of our home and he was the one who brought Christ into our home. And, um, you know, that's, that's the good that we take away. But I would not be where I am today without the occurrences of 2015. And so I just try yeah. to move forward through every situation that I may not like or understand just knowing that God has a bigger plan and the best truly is yet to come. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. I, it's so
0: hard though, because, um, it it does happen usually when you have the worst sort of pain mm-hmm. and the most beautiful season comes. Absolutely. And it, And that's just such a, you know, people think like you said, you had just started that relationship back over with God and then you get this terrible news and you would really think like, really God like you're you know and I think a lot of people think when you start this journey with this relationship that it's supposed to just be like peaches and roses and right. beautiful but it's really a lot of times a lot of pain and you're like you're picking up a cross mm-hmm. and you're starting to carry it and, it and it really does test you it's a it's a testing of faith
1: yeah and that definitely brings me back to like what I had said about the book beautiful outlaw um when I gotta read
0: that one. Yeah girl. One. Well
1: it was given to me by um I had like joined a girls small group um at a church like near me when I moved to Knoxville to help this family. And um in that small group, uh the leader of it had given me the book and she was like, I think this would be like really interesting for you, like nonchalant, right? Yeah. And so I took it nonchalantly and then wow, yeah. like <laughs> everything like fell apart it was like whoa what is this I've never known Jesus to be this way but basically beautiful outlaw it's Jesus he was an outlaw in his community the religious crowd was against him and it just goes through like these stories from scripture where like Jesus was sarcastic Jesus was funny (laughs) Jesus was like you know just humorous and it it really um it shows you like his humanity because obviously we're um in the religious community whether you be like of a certain denomination or not um jesus is just seen as like this obviously he is the son of god but he's like seen as oh holier than thou like oh dear lord bless me today for i have yeah yeah, yeah and yeah I like for the first time I was like reading this story about Jesus and and John Eldridge and the book was like pointing out different things like did you see how he responded or like did you not laugh when Jesus said it that way and you just picture it in your head and you're like oh my gosh that's hilarious like Jesus you're hilarious <laughs> you know? and yeah. and it was cool but but like that's the funny side but when you start to feel like he was hurting with people like he cried when Lazarus died in the garden. Yeah. And, you know, we're today's Palm Su- Sunday that we're recording. <laughs> um <laughs> but you know, we're, we're going into Easter and we're going to see on Friday, like how he was broken in the garden and by himself. And, you know, yeah. literally telling God, if there is a better way, please choose the better way. Let this Yeah, pass I don't want to do this. Exactly. He was, yeah. And when, when we see him in that light, like that's how we would be, you know, yeah. n- nervous. Yeah. Can I say that? Like, nervous and like knowing what's to come especially him because he's God like he he Mm -hmm. saw it before it happened and um yeah he still chose that for us but it it just connects you and it resonates in such a way that makes him a real person a real friend someone you know who has been there and you're gonna get through it because he got through it too and it's just it's mind-blowing it's amazing
0: Oh my gosh. I feel like we've already been to church. <laughs> like, I feel like you just introduced like, and just told a little bit of your story. And like, I feel like we're at church. Like, it's Aww. great. No, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked at your story. Um, but I love how you're still such as like, you're just very sweet and kind. Um, and I don't, like I said, I don't even really know you all that well, but just mm-hmm. from what I've seen, it seems very genuine. And so, You moved to Miami Mm -hmm. and you're now a newlywed. Can you tell us a little bit about your story with your new husband? husband? How'd that happen? Oh, I I would love
1: to. Yeah. Not all of us know what it's like to be a wife yet. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, ever since I was a little girl, I was definitely the type of girl that wanted the fairy tale and um, wanted to be a wife and mom and all of that. Um, so yeah, I grew up as a hopeless romantic that definitely goes into (laughs) my writing because I'm very passionate and pretty good with words, you know, and, um, I would always picture in my head like how I was gonna meet my future husband, and I had these stupid stories like I'm gonna be pushing a grocery cart and run into another grocery cart, and it's <laughs> gonna be my husband. <laughs> like that's just, not stupid. But, no, girl. Like <laughs> I, I have the craziest. I need to write books. Like my friends tell me all the time, Tiffany, please write your stories down because it's just so funny. And I, I, I guess I am kind of speaking for a lot of girls out there who are like, yeah, I think that too. <laughs> (laughs) Um, but no, so, um, I'm also one of those people like side note that in my relationship with the Lord, like I definitely wrestle with him a lot. I'm very stubborn. I'll be like, okay, God, I'm really mad at you. Like, give me a minute and then come back being like, I'm so sorry. You are right. You know? Um, so I feel like I've battled him a lot when it comes to relationships. I was in um, a relationship on and off for four years prior to Simon, my husband now. Okay. And um, there was so much in that relationship. But bottom line was we were not meant to be. And when I moved to Miami, we were still kind of talking at that point. You could say that we were in a relationship, but it was kind of like the final straw, like we were trying to figure it out. And then I realized yeah. a few months into being down here that it just wasn't going to work out. So I chose to it off, break it off for good, like we were done. And that was a little scary because I had always had that relationship to fall back on. Well, yeah. so I, then I, I was walking into um, to 2018, like, completely single. And then of course, at that point, I was in a job in a place I had never been before with people I didn't know before. And the one thing that I had kind of with me coming to Miami was my relationship. It was long distance, but like I had, yeah. you know, so I, I literally had this, like, again, come to Jesus meeting where um it was the end of the first semester that I had taught at school. I was um, a middle school teacher with one high school class and I was sitting in my classroom and it was Christmas break and I knew coming back, we were going to be walking into a new year. And I just had this, time with the Lord, where I said, you know what, God, if you want me to teach here and be this teacher the rest of my life, and that's all I am is a teacher to, you know, tell kids about you and teach them English, then I'm happy with that. That's it. Like you, your will, your way, you know, my heart, you know, I want to be married. Um, You know, I long to be a wife and a mom, but if this is what you have, I'm good with it. And that was so, Hard because you don't just say those words, you mean them, yeah. And yeah, yeah. you have to mean them. (laughs) Yo, my word! And then knowing the Lord, He's like, Oh, well, you remember when you said this, and you're just like, But I didn't mean it. Yeah. So like the next two months I was like, oh hey God. And he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> So anyway, it's funny. But um I did get really restless, uh, summer of 2018. I was I was praying a lot, like, okay, Lord, like, when's it gonna happen? And of course that wasn't even that long after um December, you know, telling him that I was okay with being single. Well, yeah. um that July of 2018, I was like a huge battle in my spirit with just feeling like God was not answering my prayer. God was not seeing me. And all I can say about that month was he literally brought me to my knees and showed me, Tiffany, I am worth your trust because everything that I had considered outside of God, um, you know, wasn't, wasn't working out. Like it, it was almost yeah. like my hopeless romantic emotions were overtaking my relationship with God. Like they were becoming more of what I longed for than that relationship with the Lord. So that was kind of the battle all month. But I came to a place where it was like, okay, God, again, I trust you. I trust you. You, You've got this figured out. And then I told him to, I said, I'm going to stop looking. And that's really hard for me too. Because again, hopeless romantic, always have a story in my head. But I said, I'm going to stop looking. I'm going to stop pointing people out to you. And I just want you to do your thing. (laughs) Okay. Literally two weeks later, I met Simon. We were, um, yeah, we were going to the same church um, for a couple of months. I was going to like a Monday night service that was like a young adults group. yeah, And um, he was too. And he had been going there for a longer time than me. But we had never met. We, like, literally had mutual friends. And I never saw the guy in my life. He had never seen me. And, wow. Yeah. And um, I came in with one of my girlfriends one Monday night and sat on, um, like, the back row. And right in front of us, there was a guy um, just sitting by himself. And my, my friend and I, like, looked at each other. We were like, oh, he's lonely. Like, he probably needs somebody to sit with. And we were joking. Well, like, yeah. right then... Um, the music started and everybody stands, you know, and service is getting started. Well, then, um, when he stood up in front of us, that guy, another guy came in to sit beside him. And that was Simon, the the other guy that came in. And I looked at my friend and I literally was like, girl, I said one for you and one for me. (laughs) Like, it was so funny. It was so funny, but obviously like I was kidding. But like after service, um, because you know, you meet and greet and stuff, and so we had like shake shaken hands like during the service. Um, but afterwards we actually got to meet these guys, and of course one of them was Simon. So he um was very interested in getting uh young adults to the other campus because our church had two campuses at the time, and okay. um he had invited me to the other campus. And so basically I didn't want to like hurt his feelings if I said no. So I was like, sure, I'll show up on Sunday. So, so he yes. he got my number um, to remind me about, like, coming to church the next Sunday. And so uh, we didn't talk all week. It's not like he texted me to try and, like, talk to me or anything. He had yeah. He had just, like, gotten a hold of me before church that next Sunday. And um, I showed up for church, and literally the rest is history. I guess he just liked Aww. what he said and liked that <laughs> we could have a conversation. And a few days later, we had our first date, and yeah, here we are. <laughs> Wow, I love that. Yeah, I love that. Another thing, too, like it was very fast moving, but another thing I can mention there is um, biblical relationships and relationships done through scripture and, like, from a believer's standpoint, um, yeah. they're gonna be spiritually based as much as possible. And so, you never know if God's gonna lead you to have like a fast relationship or a long relationship. You never know if He's gonna say, wait, or if He's gonna say, yeah. you know, you're ready, or, or whatever. But for mm-hmm. us, um, we knew three months into um, three months into dating, we were uh, confirmed by two uh, mentors of ours that mm-hmm. we were basically ready for marriage, and we didn't even know it yet. We were like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." <laughs> so we started to pray about it and realized like this is what God was leading to. So January of 2019, like he had come home for Christmas, and we um, had that Christmas break or whatever, and he had met my family. But January of 2018, uh, 19. And um, he and I decided that we were going to spend the year of 2019 just growing and preparing uh, financially, spiritually um, for marriage and that we okay. wanted to tie the knot in January 2020. So that's exactly what we did. <laughs> wow yeah I love it I love it so, sometimes
0: I think you know you know that's what people say
1: it's true it's true and then again as believers like if you know <laughs> you probably need to get married <laughs> like there's there's no more waiting you know um just if you follow certain guidelines in scripture um the bible is pretty clear about what to do when you're to that point point. and uh, yeah. we definitely wanted to make sure that we were um following what scripture told us and obviously what our mentors had kind of poured into us as well and so all I can say from a relationship standpoint is it is worth the wait um especially um there's there's like a twofold part to this so if you've waited in in your relationships or as a single person to um to be married before participating in certain acts um that is blessed by God you know and then if, yeah. you, if you have um, participated in certain acts outside of marriage, there is always forgiveness and there is always a second chance. Um, yeah. And God is always there to, to erase what has been done and give you just a new slate. And so that's yeah. something that has been so beautiful in our relationship because my husband did not grow up in a Christian home, a Christian community And so he did not come to Christ, um, until I think he was 22 or 23. So, yeah, it's just amazing. Cause of course I grew up in a Christian family. So again, we would not like outside of God, we would not meet, we would not be together. Nothing. Like it was totally a God thing. Yeah. Wow.
0: So what would you say to girls? Like you said, you said you had that season where you didn't feel seen. So what would you say to some girls that don't feel seen?
1: I would definitely say that, um, this is going to sound so interesting, but God has a special place for his daughters. Like, um, I, think yeah. it, I think sometimes, and I don't mean to separate between male and female, but I think sometimes it's easier for a woman to have a strong relationship with Jesus or God as a father um, than it maybe is for a man because um, men tend to be like, I don't need anyone, Whereas women yeah. women tend to be like, I do need somebody. And so when you recognize that Jesus truly is all you need and you, you find in him, yes, a friend, but you find in him like the lover of your soul. And that's deeper than any kind of love relationship you'll ever have. We know that um, the enemy is sneaky. The enemy is deceptive. You know, he'll give you something that looks really good and feels really good, but then it's going to end in shame and regret. And so all I can say is when you do it the right way and you follow Jesus through that process, ask your questions, get real with God. I mean, if you need to scream into your pillow and say, I don't get it. Nobody sees me. What is this for? You know, pour into the word and get your answers because he is ready to give them to you. Um, it's, It's just when you have your relationship with him no other relationship compares so then when he does introduce you to somebody and this is not for everybody because I do believe that singleness is is a thing that's that should be represented in the church it really should not everybody is meant to be married but if, yeah. if you are meant to have um a a partner for life you know a spouse then um when you have your relationship with God already and in, in Jesus Christ, then you're literally going to look at the person he introduces you to. And you're going to say, are you sure? Like we had a good thing going, Jesus. Like, you're sure you want me to get married too? <laughs> and he's going to be like, yes, you know, and it's going to be even better. So I just think that that's a really cool process to build your relationship. So relationship so much with the Lord before getting into the other. And it's just a dream. It's a total dream. I love it. So you you're enjoying. Yes, girl. It's so much fun. It's like a sleepover yeah. with your best friend mm-hmm. every night. It's so great. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I love that. it's awesome.
0: Okay, so I want to get into a few sure. more things. I'm not going to take up too too much of your time, okay. but I. <laughs> I love your writings. I see them on social media. And so I have a couple questions about your writing. Like mm-hmm. what led you to begin writing and to, you have a degree. I didn't know you have a degree yeah. in English and,
1: and all that. What led um, that?
0: Like what inspired you
1: to do sure. that? Sure. Um, yeah. So I've been writing ever since I was like a kid. Um, I've had diaries and I've written like little stories and stuff. Um, But in seventh grade, I would say it was my seventh grade English teacher. Her name is Mrs. Stugenborg. Shameless plug for her. (laughs) She's awesome. Um, She was a very like quirky teacher. Um, I will say not everybody was like a huge fan of her. But we all learned so much from her. And it's usually those teachers. Like, I was a teacher. There were so many oh, yeah. kids, like, not a fan of me. So it's a thing. But, um, yeah, she just – she saw something in me. She saw something in my writing that, obviously, I didn't see at that age. And she would push me and push me. Like, I would think I wrote the best paper ever. And she'd be like, mm, no, you can do better. And so that's what wow. really motivated me to write. And um, I love reading. I love stories. I believe that words open open doors for people. Um, you can give so much yeah. with your words. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really my thing. It's definitely my passion. Um, and one of the reasons I got out of teaching was because I wanted to pursue that passion more just of writing. And there's a lot more um, that I'll save for another time, <laughs> that I'm trying to do with that. So um, yeah, but for now, I do enjoy putting some of my stuff up there on Instagram. And um, you know, I'm working on maybe starting a blog, I've gotten a lot of ideas for that. But I'm also very protective of my writing, too. And so I just want to make sure I know what I'm doing before I throw myself out there more. um, And just make sure I'm going along the path that I want to as a writer instead of just being like everyone and having what everyone else has as a writer.
0: Yes, oh my gosh. Okay, so that goes into a couple questions I have for you. So with social media, this podcast, we do a lot about social media and I can see it from the aspect, all sides. I, I had like that, my major in psychology, so I see like the negative mm-hmm. aspects, but, and so like, just by the comparison about how people look, but as a writer, do you see um, a lot of comparison in the writing community? And does that, would that stop some people from wanting to? Because like you said, if you put your thoughts out there, like. And people critique them like those are mm-hmm. your thoughts, and that's kind of I even see it sometimes. Like if I put a podcast out and someone says something to me, like yeah, it, it kind of hurts yeah. a little bit because those are like this is like your passion and your yeah. thoughts. So how do you handle all of that, especially with the increase of? So this media? is gonna
1: be so random, but um, I'm a total Ellen <laughs> fan. I love Ellen DeGeneres. I love her show. I think <sighs> she's so funny, um, and she's obviously a really great person. Um, but I heard her say one time when someone asked her like what she thinks about getting these awards or like, um, having the best like daytime talk show and things like that. Um, and she, I won't get it word for word, but she basically responded like, you know, I appreciate that people like have so much good to say and like will vote for me for things. She's like, but I can't take the good without taking the bad too. You, I have to treat it all the same. And so I'm not going to yeah. get like puffed up and prideful because they'll look at me when I get something good because the very next moment I could get a bad review too and so you have to look at it all as opinion and everybody has an opinion there some are good some are bad but they're all just opinions yeah. and so you have to find your worth in something else I know for me I find that worth in, in Christ in my faith knowing that I have a gift of writing it was given to me I didn't come up with it I didn't yeah. like make up this thing called writing you know like it was a gift given to me and so when I recognize that I see that there's something bigger than me out there and I welcome the criticism as well as like being told that I wrote something good because again it's all opinion and if my worth is in Christ then it doesn't matter if there's good or bad said about what I have to say. That's so good. I love
0: that. I love that. and I. Oh. Think
1: you're good too. <laughs> well, thank you, Montana. <laughs> Does that count I get the something? Montana award. <laughs> um,
0: okay, so what are what are some tips about journaling? and how has journaling
1: helped Ooh, you as a writer, yeah. as a person,
0: as a woman? I love a journal, but you what, what yeah, kind of I love journaling
1: too. Um I was gifted this past Christmas by my um, cousin Savannah. She gave me a grateful journal is literally what it's called, like a gratefulness journal. And that Uh thing has been so cool, like every day, just writing different things. Um, And it prompts you to say, like, how was your day? Give me something bad about your day. Give me something good. Now, what are you grateful for? Like, it breaks down things for you. So I think that's really cool. Um, I definitely recommend having a gratefulness journal, maybe not in that respect, but just having a journal in general where you write down what you're grateful for every single day, because even if it's just one thing on a bad day, it's still something. It still says that this day was worth having. So, um, I think that's important, but with just journaling in general, I know, um, in college, I kept a journal for one year to God where I just wrote him every night before bed. And I mean, definitely there were days that I was like, okay, I'm tired, but hi and good night. (laughs) But, um, it yeah. was such a beautiful thing to like explore my relationship with God more by just talking to him like he was a friend and that he was there to listen. And um, you know, you can't have a relationship with someone if you don't talk to them. And God is always talking to you because yeah. we have his word, we have the spirit within us as believers to to be talked to. Yeah. Um, but when we don't respond, that's not a relationship, you know. And so um I think that's another cool. Yeah, Ooh, I good. think that's another cool way to journal is by just literally saying, dear God, or I I would put father, like I talk to him like my father. Um, and then just, I don't know, um, I'm a writer. So whenever I have thoughts come to my head, or I feel like I need to relieve some stress, maybe I definitely write it all out. Um, and these th- those notebooks, like a stress notebook is like, For you to put away and never open again, like that's just getting words on paper that you never want to be found. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, there's lots of ways to journal, but definitely my two top favorites are the gratefulness journal and um, journaling to the Lord.
0: I'm going to try that. I've never done that. I do the gratefulness, but I never like just write. It's really cool. I'm going to try that. I like that idea. I am a writer in my head. <laughs> like I, I think I I, I wrote good mm-hmm. in school. Like I, I mm-hmm. could I could write. I could all my lastmates would be freaking out and I would do it like the Yeah, sure
1: girl, same. I'm a huge <laughs> procrastinator. But like <laughs> Yeah. But now that I'm like out of school,
0: I do not the motivation to write and I wish I could because I think I <laughs> yeah, can. Yeah, that's good. You
1: know? So now if I start, if I start. Yeah, no, that's it, yeah. great. I mean, and I will do <laughs> like everybody is a writer. They just don't know it. I mean, if you're talking, you're yeah. a writer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you've ever told a story or a joke or told someone off, you're a writer. <laughs> that's so good. That's so good. Okay, so
0: what are you learning in this season? And then we'll
1: end with some quick. Okay, sure. Questions. Um, yeah, so Oh, my word. This season of quarantine, I have been so, like, humbled. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, they, I love all the memes. I think they're great. Um, if you come I'm out there, as a yeah. teenager, you're, like, a quarantine. Ah, I think that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um, no, but, uh, yeah. So, I, I guess what I'm learning right now is um, just to be still in moments that I don't want to be still. Um, because I'm not that type of person Um, I want to be going and hanging out with friends I want to be seeing people I want to be traveling Um, so being still is really hard but this is definitely a season again as a believer where you are like okay it's me and the Bible and Netflix (laughs) which one (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and that's hard girl like God is begging for time right now that is the biggest thing I'm hearing he just he's like you have the time now there is no more I'm sorry God I didn't have time today like it's just not an excuse right now and honestly God doesn't if I can say this the right way God does not miss out by not having time with us we miss out by not having time with him and I only mean that from the sense that yes. he has so much to give, what do we have to give him? I mean, we have praise to give him, we have worship, we have, um, you know, love to give him. But he has wisdom to give us. Like you can't tell God, oh, something yeah. wise. He'll be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so
0: yeah.
1: he's like, yeah. Right. I In other you words, you will always come out better than you were. God just remains the same. Like he loves that relationship and having that with you. But you're the one that that gets to be better. Like it's it's a win for you. You know, and so I think that's yeah. what a lot of us miss. Um, if we if we aren't careful to recognize that we do have the time right now. So that's a huge thing I'm learning at the moment. And it's not easy. I am not um a get up at five AM and read my Bible till five thirty and pray until six. Like I'm not that person, you know, um, at all. So it's okay if you don't <sighs> read your Bible in the morning. It's great to start your day off like that, but I'm more of a verse of the day in the morning and then I'll get it around to my time, some other time with the Lord. And at night, like my mind comes alive. So that's where I like to research and go deep with God and things like that in general. So. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm the same way. I like, I can start it out with one verse, like you said, and maybe like a podcast or some music on the way to work. But then I'm, I'm more of a nighttime. Yeah.
1: Reader, I feel weird. it though. I get you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: okay so we have some like this or that questions and then we'll close out okay I've learned a lot about you and I I think this was really good you are you got a lot of insight and um I'm I'm excited to try some of these things I'm so glad (laughs) okay so
1: tablet or computer or like iPad or laptop um laptop definitely my Mac huge fan of my mac <laughs> yes uh, so, oh yeah, so
0: yeah we love <laughs> yes. more time, time or more sure. money okay
1: pancake oh, or girl. Waffle? um <laughs> depending <laughs> on my mood um right now i would say pancake in this moment i
0: feel bad they're just mm-hmm. there's softer oh, ice coffee sure. or
1: coffee yeah, girl. Hi, really? Iced coffee life. Yeah, it, I will, it will be the hottest day here, and I will still walk in, and you know, they ask you, like, "Do you want it hot or cold, and I always get that look. I'm like, yes, I want it hot. Leave me alone. I will blast my air wow. conditioning while I drink this. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay, I haven't even asked you. So how is it different, like, living in Miami oh, versus yes. Tennessee?
1: Like, have you Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, I'm good at this point especially not to mention like so random but I've been to India and India is one of like the hottest places on earth at least I think so like I sweat the entire time I could take a shower and like sweat in my shower like it was disgusting and wonderful because I love India and the people there and it's amazing you should go but um I just really became a huge like thankful person for air conditioning after that like um so i guess once you've experienced being hot constantly with like no relief um yeah florida's okay <laughs> so it is hotter than tennessee but it's fine we have we have so much more in america than we even re- recognize unless we go outside of it to see what other you know countries have so yeah i'm good <laughs> wow
0: that's so true. Wow. Okay. So these are just a little bit more okay. serious.
1: <clears throat> Who are you most grateful for in life? Um I would say, I mean, I I am a married woman and I love my husband so much, but the <laughs> <laughs> very grateful for you babe. Um no, but uh the one person that comes to mind is my brother. Um I just, he is the one person that can make me cry because like, I'm just so grateful for him. Um, We have such a bond that is beyond what siblings typically have. We do not fight if we ever have fought. It's been because I was the one to start a fight and he was trying to stop it. Um, But he just, he's so given to the Lord. Um, I've always joked that he's a total prodigy. But God has had his hand on um, his life, uh, his entire life. And he's just an incredible person. He loves the Lord with all that he has, but he also loves people so big. And um, he is like my favorite person in the whole entire world.
0: Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. So, okay, just two more of these. So what is one thing you cannot live without?
1: As a Christian, I guess I'd say my Bible. (laughs) Um, Yeah, as a person. Is that okay, Lord? Was that good? Okay, great. He gave me the thumbs up. So outside of that, um, (laughs) no, um, (laughs) definitely a journal for sure. Typical writer every year, but yeah, Yeah. I I need a journal and then I guess my pen because I'm not going to poke my finger and write in my own blood. But if I had to, I would. So (laughs) definitely
0: a journal. (laughs) Okay, and what is your favorite self-care oh, man.
1: tip? I wish that I were, like, this girl who had so many tips on this. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> self-care, I would say, in a nutshell, is if you are feeling a certain way, like, if you feel down, or if you feel tired, or you honestly just feel lazy, yeah. feel that. Embrace that live in that because you're not going to stay no. there forever I've never known a person to be tired and then sleep the rest of their life so you have, <laughs> I mean well actually like isn't it Rumpel <laughs> skin? No, no no not him there's somebody there's like an old folk tale about a guy that's not him never mind cut that part out <laughs> anyway somebody <laughs> fell asleep for like the rest of their life but that's, that's beside the point um no self-care so if whatever you feel you have to feel that And I think it's important for you to give your body that time to to really feel. Um, There's an amazing quote that I will not be able to give you because it's super long, but it's by John Piper. Um, Shout out to John Piper. I absolutely love that man. Um, But he has a quote about feelings and God. And he's always telling you in that quote, he's telling you, um, my feelings are not God. God is God. And that's like the synopsis of it. And there's so much more to that quote. Um, But that's like my favorite quote in the Christian faith, because I'm a feeler before I'm a thinker, before I'm a doer, anything I feel. And um, I've learned that it's okay to feel as long as you acknowledge that you're not going to be there forever. And there is a way out, then let your body feel and then, you know, go from there. So that's my self-care tip.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so good. I love that. No, I love it. I love it because I think a lot of times people, especially, I hate this, like in the church, they, they are like, stop, your feelings are fake, blah, 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 blah. Like don't right.
1: listen to your feelings. Right. And I, or I Jesus can overcome that, can that and you need to trust him. Yes, yeah. yeah,
0: so pray yeah. more, you know? And I get that. I get the thought behind it, but it's also like,
1: Mm-hmm. It's okay
0: to have feelings, you know. They make you very much a person. If you didn't have feelings, oh, you would be dead. Yeah. Like if you couldn't feel if your hand if your mm-hmm. hand was on a stove and you couldn't feel that, like mm-hmm. you're, that would not be good. So yeah. It's okay and Jesus
1: feelings. had feelings. Um, Jesus, I love it. yeah. He, he
0: cried. He left. laughed. He got mad. Exactly. Um, <laughs> he slipped the table. Oh that's my goodness! <laughs> the slipping
1: table. I mean, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, is there anything else you'd like to say? I just want to thank you, you for this opportunity. I've never recorded a podcast before. I feel very like humbled. I'm totally like shaking and sweating over here. <laughs> and no, you're amazing. I'm I know, just like girl. Just
0: listening and oh, learning and goodness. taking notes. If you can oh, see my notes well, right
1: now. Um, one of my mantras, um, the one I hold tightest to at this point, is unity and diversity. Um, there is nobody you would not love if you knew their story. And um, it's, it's so important that we give Christ's love to this world. Um, and if you're not a believer, um, you are so welcome here. And and you have you have room here, yeah. you have a spot at the table. Some of the people that Jesus hung out with the most were people that were not like him. And um, I think, religion has taken a lot of that away but it's not about religion it's about a relationship with Jesus Christ um he welcomes everyone to him and um that's just definitely the forefront of how I want to live my life of what I want to use my voice for and um yeah I I love y'all so thank you Montana this has been amazing
0: (laughs) wow I love that unity and diversity I love it I love it I love it Can you tell everyone what your social media is and people are following?
1: Sure. And I'll definitely like send me a DM and let me know that you listen to this podcast, and I'll give you a follow back because I definitely want to like stretch my community (laughs) too. But um, my username is Mrs. Tiffany Patino. So, um, and then it's just like Tiff. It's you know pretty easy to find. Go to Montana's Instagram and you'll find me. But Mrs. (laughs) Tiffany (laughs) Patino. I love it. I
0: love it. Well, thank you for coming on. I can't wait to listen to this
1: back. No, thank you, girl. I really appreciate you. All All right. right. Have a good one. (laughs)
0: Bye. Well, guys, that is the end of the interview. That is the end of today's episode. I hope you guys enjoy Tiffany. Give her a follow. You know, we're going to have her back. I have a feeling because she just has so much wisdom always. And I can't wait to get to know her better. And I can't wait to hear from you guys what your favorite part was today. Be sure if you're not following the social at Tana Talks Podcast. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Remember, it's okay to have feelings. Get them out. Do a journal. Meditate. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to me. I'm always here. You are not alone. I love you and I mean it. Bye.